Solisense Media activated. Welcome to Wave of the Future, a.k.a. WFS, where we navigate the waters of life. We're really excited today. We, uh, we're rising from the doom and gloom of the previous episode, bringing you some stuff that's a little bit lighter. Uh, we're going to talk about Marvel, the House of Mouse. Are they in trouble? They in a panic, the rumors going on with what they're trying to do to get audiences re-engaged, re-engaged, excuse me. And do we actually have free will? There's been some articles coming up as of late, especially one from the LA Times that uh, it's caused some conversation. We're going to unpack that. But before we do, I'd like to say hello, gentlemen, and how are you? What's going on, man? How's everybody doing this fabulous f- Friday evening? One Friday. That's it, maybe. You know? Yeah. Got a couple of days before uh, before we get into the holiday week coming up. Yeah. Yeah. I know. We got Thanksgiving coming up. We got Christmas. But to answer your question, I'm doing very wavy. I don't, oh, know, if y'all, wavy. I don't know if the sweet audience saw, but we got sweet cups. That's right. We got tumblers from the Yeti. Yeah, we decided to. Go ahead, man. Yeah, it's it's got it's got just our logo, but yeah, decided you know we should all celebrate for the year, and we made a made a commemorative cup. Maybe one day, if y'all want one too, we'll figure it out. And uh, extra special thank you to one Mister Carson for purchasing these flying Yeti tumblers for us. There's no thing. It's just yeah. (laughs) Tell you what, I don't like fighting with Yeti because they denied it a bunch of times. But if you're stubborn. He tried to order his cup, and they said, you weren't Yeti yet. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Either way, um, it's been it's been riding with me to work and everywhere, and I love it. It's my favorite uh, cup right now. So yeah, thank y'all. Same. Thank you, sir. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all of my drinks have been coming out of that Yeti. I'm not, not going to lie, imagine. man. When you said it's, I thought you were going to say, it's been one week since you looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with, my, with my alternative look right now, I look like I just dropped out of a plane from Seattle. <laughs> right. Two weeks, two wait, two days, two weeks, two months, and I'm sorry. This is what happens in San Antonio when it drops below sixty degrees per our last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, on, yeah I'm on my way to a Dave Matthews concert after this. So, hey, speaking of sweet threads, <laughs> man, I bought. You know, I'm not gonna. I don't want to say it online because I don't want them to know that marketing worked on me. But there's this brand called Homage, and uh, yeah. I've got some cool shirts and t-shirts, and I got these little thin hoodies. As thin as this yeah. thing is, it's warm, bro. I'm wearing. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it, you don't need to even to wear an undershirt. It's so thin, it's mm. fitting, but man, I'm, I'm in, mm. it's just it's perfect for Texas weather. Heard that. Yeah. So shout out to Let's homage or homage, as some people might say. Homage. Homage. I pay homage. So um, do we have any gratitude, love, shout outs we want to throw out there before we get started? Or we want to save that to the end. I'd like to shout out my dear friend and his wife to be tomorrow. Uh, J and K. 
Uh, they're getting married tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to stand to their wedding. I went to their practice today. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Round of applause for the bride and groom to be. Yeah. Love y'all. Uh, I give a, a little bit of gratitude and love uh, to my father-in-law. Um, he's just had some difficulties lately. Um, and he's one of the hardest working and very good man, hardest working and good man that I know. Um, and my wife went down there this weekend to be with her family up in the H town. Um, I had some other responsibilities, so I wasn't able to join, but just a lot of love and, and, uh, thanks and happiness to you and, and those folks down there. I miss y'all. I'll see y'all sooner or later. We'll figure something out. And extra shout out to your wife for allowing you to hang with us here tonight instead of heading out to the H. Yeah, she probably was a little peeved that she had to drive instead of me. Yeah. But I yeah. got to do what I got to do, man. Hey, we love her, man. She's the greatest. That she is. Thank you. So, Appreciate her. Yes, yes. And uh, I am going to shout out our listeners. We received some feedback on the last episode. And um, that's what we're looking for. Keep it coming. Email us. Wave of the future at gmail.com. You can send us a message on X at WFS show on all things meta at wave of the future, youtube.com forward slash or is it backslash slash <laughs> wave of the future. I can't believe I forgot that. That's in that. That's, that's just bad as me being an IT guy forgetting that. But uh, yeah, forward slash anyway, but yeah, so the feedback was, was, uh, it was mostly helpful, um, you know, and I'm and not picking on anybody. It's just I will ask when you do give us feedback, if you could please tell us, you know, what worked for you and or what didn't, you know, the details of either or or both um, help us grow. You know, we do this show for you guys. We want this to be the best show ever. That's our goal, or at least, you know, best show for you all. So. Mm. Yeah, keep it coming. Thank you so much. We're taking that, we've taken that under advisement, hence, you know, the direction we're heading on this one. So I think we spent the last couple episodes kind of dipping our toes in the dark a little bit. So yeah. let's, let's try to gradually rise out of those dark times. No, you mean the, the dark night shall rise? <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> I appreciate the feedback too, but, um, don't be catching me at HB saying hi to me, being all nice. Okay. <laughs> don't be at the taco shop. Just be like, hey, can I get some barbacoa? No, don't don't even. Don't even. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate the feedback, man. Keep it coming. Good, bad, happy, sad. Um, anything yeah. that y'all have opinions on or want to hear us talk about. Um yeah. if there's certain things that you want our Absolutely. perspective on, let us know. Um we're we're open to that. You know, we we scour the the web and our lives to find topics that, you know, we can dive into or navigate as we say. Um, so just let us know. Um, and thank you again for any and all feedback. We welcome it. Yes. Yes. So, um, it's been a busy, busy last few weeks, um, (laughs) for all of us. I want to give a one last shout out to Trey for, uh, kind of putting help putting the show together basically. So yeah. um part of that busyness has been me helping out my daughter's AAU team and then driving her, my wife and I both driving her to her basketball practice for her junior high. So she's as you 
you both have heard me talk about and a listener. She's playing for two teams. And uh, I'll tell you what, it makes me glad right now that I'm not a coach. <laughs> you <laughs> know, I, I would, I would love to coach a team again, but you know, I am, uh, I'm very particular about my system and the things that I want done. Mm. And so right now it's kind of cool to just see other people work with her. I still coach, you know, her at home and talk about certain things, but at her practices for AAU, I'm like an unofficial assistant coach. I just help with skills and drills, you know what I mean? Mm. And help them run some plays, um, or rehearse some of the plays, but yeah, um, I may have to coach uh, reluctantly, not this coming weekend, not tomorrow, but the Saturday after, and two games at that. So, you know, if I'm being honest, I'm not really a fan of doing that because he runs his, his team differently than I do, and I don't want to confuse them by throwing out my philosophy on how to do things. So we'll see. But I'm telling you what, man, my, my eldest played her junior high game yesterday. They blew this team out 57 to nothing. It's nasty work, yeah. dude. The, and, yeah. and the girls they played against, this you could tell for many of them, if not all of them, it was their first time touching basketball in an official game or they just don't have enough practice. And so I felt bad for them. Like, I really wanted them to score more. There was a girl crying after the game. I think she was with, if it wasn't her mother, it was her grandmother. But we were on a way out because we had to come and prep for tonight's show mm. and um, get dinner still because it was late. It was like eight something. And so I go up to the girl and I said, Hey, don't, don't, don't worry about it. Some of these girls that are on this team winning, I've coached them in a different league and we've had games where we were blown out just like this. It, it happens. You're going to have games where you kill and games where you get killed, Mm. learn from this and just do whatever it takes to get better. You know, don't let this discourage you. You watch the Spurs, even the Spurs. I was going to say, out, man. I was going to say, you know, uh, just a PSA for all the Spurs fans yeah, that are yeah. freaking out out there. Yeah, man. And, you know, mm-hmm. five, five championships. And I, and I mean, we're spoiled as fans. We've had 20 something years of them winning, you know, and it's a process. It's a process. The Chicago Bulls had six championships. Look at them now. They ain't, they barely smell the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They barely smell the play in <laughs> tournament. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like. Yeah. Don't don't worry about it. But yeah, man, it's it's been cool to watch their growth. My younger daughter, she's been like, ah, I don't want to play, but then she wants to play. Like she's sadistic in some ways, man. Like she just loves punishment. So the, so when girls don't show up to practice, um, the coach will make them run for how many girls aren't there. And we're at the end. And my old my my young my younger daughter, she's got her Crocs on already. I hate those shoes. Uh, she's got her Crocs on, and she's like, Can I run with them? So, you know, like they're in trouble, right? She's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I mean, it's going to get you exercise and make you sleepy. So have that. <laughs> where, where is that? <laughs> Spoken like a true dad. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, run it out, man. You got it. Like, I'm not going to fight that. You want to get exercise? Heck yeah. Do do the thing. She might be a so, soccer player. It, oh, well, she played soccer first. Uh, that was her first, uh, first sport. Yeah, soccer, gymnastics, and now basketball. Damn. So, and it's interesting, like, just as an aside, and I'm not going to get too much into wave of the sports show here. <laughs> um, as a side, it's interesting to see the journey of the children through their sports and where they are now. You know, my eldest was, she did, um, like, was it Teams of Tomorrow, the little 
small kids dribbling. Like they, she learned how to dribble then. Mm-hmm. She actually was, she performed at a halftime uh, at a Harlem Globetrotters game. At halftime. Oh, wow. Heard a bunch of kids were just dribbling. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, it was pretty dope. This man, I think she was like two or three when they did that. And then yeah. I, you know, I forgot about it, but then she did Capoeira, as you both know, for years. And then she switched off Capoeira, started basketball and gymnastics at the same time. She was doing both. And now she wants to do swimming. And so, like, I think being well-rounded and playing different sports, they actually, they both want to do swimming. But using, exercising these different parts of your body help you grow in many different ways. And yep. I encourage parents, you know, if you got kids that do AAU or whatever, they're playing that sport year-round. And it's hard to have room for anything else. And so you got to let them have breathers. Mm-hmm. You know, we have some girls that are talking about not showing up for the next YMCA season. And they've been doing this basketball thing for a year straight. And as as much as it would suck to see them not do it, I understand. Sometimes you just got to do other stuff. Burnout is real no matter Burnout what Burnout is do. real, man. And for mm-hmm. some of these girls, I don't think it's that serious for them. Yeah. You know? so. It's just time. Yeah, dude, it's important. It's important to have your kid try different things while they have that time to do so, right? Like when they get older, when they have a nine to five, they're going to have to pick one thing or two things and not have all the things. Yeah. And that that's, this is the prime time to do that. And like your eldest seems to have a really high basketball IQ, like right now within the year that I've seen her, like I remember speaking to her like about a year ago about this and then seeing Mm -hmm. her now when uh, you showed us her dribbling and stuff, totally different, dude. It's something yeah. that she picked up and she ran with that thing, dude. Dude, and last. Like, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Also, like, shout out to In the Lab. This is a product placement. <laughs> oh, man. When you showed us that basketball, dude, I went ahead and just impulse bought one. Like, when it dropped. <laughs> like I'm going to just have sick handles. Like, I'm like 5'7. I'm a little chubby mixing guy, but my handles are going to be sick. Like, I'm going to stand up off camera. You're going to see a car doing like. Yeah, dude. Oprah, little professor. T- <laughs> little hezzies. <laughs> I was telling uh, I was telling my coworkers, like, yeah, I'm going to be on a call, just bouncing the ball. Like, oh, thank you for calling. Oh, it seems like you have a SharePoint problem. Okay, and just spin it and then over. <laughs> It's going to be yeah, a little dude. Nerf hoop in the background dunks on oh, it. Skills hoop. Yeah, we need to get a skills hoop. Hit oh, him yeah. with the LeBron James. Just <laughs> <laughs> be all so, dusty. <laughs> if for, for all y'all who can't, who can't see me, I, I stood up and did the, the two-arm silencer. Pump. That's the yeah. silencer yeah, right there. Pushing baby. the ground down, ground, or put dang, pushing the ground down and pump, slapping my chest. <laughs> Hit him with it. Oh, man. Yeah, that bas- that's, it's the silent basketball mm. version two mm-hmm. by In the Beautiful. Lab. Devin. Devin yeah. is his name. Follow us. Go check out his channel. What got me into this dude is he's got all these videos where he does the uh, the basketball snitch and he wears an FBI hat and an FBI shirt, and he calls people out traveling and be like, walk, walk. <laughs> He's like, Jabberwocky. Dang. <laughs> yeah, and then he said, well, he was like, uh, walk hard. <laughs> like, I mean, dude, just all these different things that had, like, walk in it, mm. saying as these people were traveling, and it was just like, damn, man, some of these are egregious. He was punny, huh, with it? Oh, that's what dude, you deal with it. man, that's what got me into it. And then I started watching this video. I've been following this dude's channel on YouTube and watching him go to China and play against pros over there and stuff. And I'm like, dang, like, he's got a little... He's got some game to him, He's huh? got some game. Man, I'm telling you. So, the, the, Ooh, the basketball... Now, y'all doing... Y'all them. The basketball is most is pretty. I would say mostly silent, but it is pretty silent. Um, if you're in a two story house like I am, you can, it, it's got a good amount of weight to it, so you can hear it hitting. You can yeah. 
you could technically hear it hitting the ground, but it's so soft. It's yeah. it's darn near silent. It's not That's, completely silent. It's like a if you were normally hearing the, it's more like a. Yeah, it's a dull thud because it doesn't yeah. reverberate. The foam just absorbs all that. Like yeah. it's great. Yeah, that's the best part about it is it still has that weight from the basketball. So One thing feels, I've been telling yeah. the girls to do, so like mentioning capoeira, I was I was showing Arya, you know, grab the ball. So they have this thing to do in capoeira where they talk about guard your base. They put their hands up and they they like step side to side. They kind of sway like this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to stay on the mic. They sway back and forth, but they take a, like right leg back. Then they have them shoulder, you know, par- uh, parallel to the shoulders and then left leg back. And you're constantly doing this. So I said, take what you learned from Capoeira, grab that ball in the house and do that same thing with the ball, because that's going to teach her combining Capoeira with basketball, teach her how to do like triple threat, triple threat, rip throughs, movement with the ball. Now do it faster. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And with, with, uh, with second nature, with my younger daughter, because she did soccer, you know, with soccer, I was telling her dribble, dribble and like have her keep moving her feet. You know what I mean? And then having them do drills, like, when they're passing it back and forth. I mean, you can even kick that ball, you know, like hand-eye coordination. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So I'm just showing them all different kinds of stuff, man. It's, it's, it's been fun to watch their journey. And uh, it's it, the, the products that they have to do this stuff is crazy compared to when we yeah. were growing up. Oh, when we were growing up, it was just go outside and play. Yeah, go, go find a hoop somewhere, dude. Yep, go to a gym, keep playing games, keep playing games, go outside and play. You know what I mean? And now it's like, you've got YouTube, you've got these, those goggles that cover half your eye. So you don't look down when you're dribbling all kinds of stuff. It's ridiculous. Yeah, dude. It's a, it's a so, new world for that. It's, yeah, it's amazing man. though. Like I think, uh, things for the better. It makes more well-rounded kids in an era where you were plugged into a tablet all the time. Mm-hmm. So the alternative here is another extreme, but it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to witness, watch and be a part of. And yeah, yeah dude. It's really nice to hear you flourish with all this because a year ago coaching was not fun. We could all tell. No, you know? no man, and 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 that sucks because I love the game. Yeah, and I love I love the kids, but you know, and, and I'll I'll just I'll be honest. It's not any disrespect to the parents per se, but it's like you know I have a hard time with lessons. Yeah, and when I say lessons, you know, you sign your child up for a commitment and you don't let, you don't make them commit to it. They chose to do that. What are you teaching your children? Yeah. You know, we had a playoff game. We, we led that game through two and a half, three quarters or maybe three and a half quarters. And then the four girls playing against seven got burnt out, ran out of energy. And we lost. Yeah, We were winning that game with four people. Yeah. You're running that. them. Yeah, running. Imagine if we had more people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, that's that, that coordination, all that stuff, those are factors that play into the game and it makes you see it a different way. But absolutely. I like I like the love of the game in your voice right now, dude. It's cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. It's it, it's great to be able to like tiptoe back and forth. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I'm not the head coach, so I can focus on, hey, you need to work on these skills. Help build skills, help understand the like explain the game without trying to be the guy that's gotta come up with X's and O's and all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. right now. I ain't with that. And you know what else I'm not with? I'm not with OPP. <laughs> the current state of the MCU. Now, full disclosure, not a, I w- I'm not a huge Marvel guy. I think everybody who knows me knows that by now. 
I do like the X-Men and the Fantastic Four, which is funny because they were owned by Fox. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't even MCU proper. So those were like my two Marvel like staples. I like Black Panther a little bit. He was kind of a a jerk to Storm in the comics, though. Um, And then, you know, I, I like I like Iron Man. He's kind of cool, especially when Robert Downey Jr. did him in the movies. Oh, yeah. That was, that, anyway, was a thing. that was the greatest thing that ever happened in the MCU. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's the greatest thing that happened to Robert Downey Jr., man. That dude, totally, was, yeah. Like, yeah, that dude was down and out, bro. He was down and out, <laughs> drug binge. I mean, I mean, I remember Scanner Darkly. He went from Scanner Darkly to like Iron yeah. Man. I was like, yo. It's just funny when I watch Weird Science and I'm like, that guy's Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's, that's me when I watch Tropic Thunder. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that dude's Iron Man. <laughs> that black guy's Iron Man. <laughs> so as the writing of this of this article that i was looking at on forbes the marvels had a 53 percent but according to mr carr the fact checker here they got 10 more percent somehow got tim mogan yeah i guess i guess somebody turned a turned a a, had a turn of heart or a change of heart and gave him 10 more points to make him pass through the next grade or something but yeah, well, I don't know. It's rated a third worst Marvel movie of all time. Yeah, it's not even for the year. It's just all time. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's still is. even at a 62 or 63. I think Yeah, the only worst ones are Eternals and Ant-Man, the most latest. Oh, uh, the, sequel. the most recent. And yeah. man, what was that? The second, the third one? Uh, oh, the third yeah, one. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's crazy because, you know, Love and Thunder by uh, the Thor movie, that is. I, I never even watched it. I heard that movie was not well received. So for this movie to be a point shy or lower, it's like, I, I'm not a fan of Captain Marvel anyway. I always call her Captain Corny. I think Brie Larson is, you know, a solid actress and whatnot, but I just hate this role for her. Yeah. To me, it's just, I don't know. I don't like her in this role whatsoever. I mean, I would have rather had Katie Sackoff. What do you expect from Captain Nissan? <laughs> Pulling up in the frontier, the in a little red awesome to the to the fight. <laughs> I believe she drives in in the commercials the EV, right? The Aria Aria A R I Y A. It's a weird way to spell that. That is a very strange way to spell. You think she really? That. You think with all that money, she really drives a Nissan? She ain't driving she no Nissan, bro. Yeah. She might have a Nissan. She probably has one just for show. <laughs> She's you doing a commercial at least. Yeah. <laughs> she ain't driving no Nissan. You ain't bro. got no dang Nissan. Her Nissan uh, commercials are better reviewed than this movie, though. Oh, <laughs> oh now, wow. now my big thing with this movie that's coming out um, for them is just—I I mean, I'm not the person who watches the most media, I guess. Uh, but you have Miss Marvel, that was the TV show. I don't even know who the other one is, which is bad because she's an African-American. You know, Monica Rambeau? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was the chick from, I guess she was like, I don't from know where she came from. The first Captain Marvel. She was like a soldier with her. And then uh, she ended yeah. up showing up on WandaVision. And I yeah, only know like, because I, I watched, that's the only MCU show I've watched. Is I did watch that. Me and my wife did watch that. And I was like, okay, I don't that's not more. I don't even remember that from that. I guess that's a bad thing too. Yeah. Um, but. That shows how much it stuck with you. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're they're stretching. I mean, this is. I don't think it's going to do well in the box office. I think it did six million in its pre-opening mm. or pre-screenings or whatever they do gotcha. right before it drops. They 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 sell those. It didn't do well. Um, the best thing that I feel has come out of Marvel since they went to the whole Disney Plus route to 
incorporate more of the universe is Loki. Yeah. Um, Loki was pretty good. I haven't watched the second season yet. All of the episodes, I think, just dropped. I like to wait mm. till all the episodes drop and then I can just binge it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I, I'm going to check that out, but there's too many moving parts. Uh, they have the Jonathan major situation mm-hmm. um, that oh, yeah. they have to navigate through still. They, they still haven't made an official decision on that. Nope. Um, writer strike didn't help anything. Everything got pushed back. Yep. Um, they're ta- I've seen a lot of online articles about them talking about bringing like Robert Downey Jr. Back. Yeah. Uh, with yeah. their multiverse theory, which yeah. just like screams, Come see me. Like they're yeah, desperate. Yeah, yeah, they're talking about him and going back to up. my old girl, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like they're talking about him and Chris yeah. Evans, dude. Yeah. Like bringing oh, both man. him and yeah, Captain America and Iron Man back. Yeah, like, like dang, really. I want like, I want Joe Biden, Chris Evans. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the Joe one Evans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so I'm gonna, gonna hand you, I'm gonna hand you the shield. I don't think shield. I will. Yeah, I don't think I will. Anyway, um, will so, you shut up? <laughs> Iron Man, <laughs> dark cap. <There> you go. <laughs> so uh, I've been mulling this over right now as we've been talking about it, and like I'm trying to think of like a timeline for when this all kind of starts. And so, like, we know when it turned with Robert Downey Jr. like set the world on fire. But before, mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna go back and go back to Sam Raimi's Spider Man. So that's when like everybody and X Men. I'll say, let me go a little further back. That's when we all got like the the meat on the hook. That's when we realized that comic books could be a movie and it mm. could be great. And like, it could be something that a lot of people could attach to. And it was more than just pulpy paper comics that we'd go get at the store when we were kids buying comic books. Like I used to do that. I had a box. I had, I had a reservation for so many comics. I'd buy a month with my brother and stuff. And that was something that's how I got into Todd McFarlane, got into all those things. Like, all the art there like transcended into what I ended up like taking on more is my artistic hobbies. And that's a part of me that's still back there. And when movies, when movies started coming out, that's when it set my mind on fire in other ways to like consume the media and then the video games and everything were always kind of a part of that. And yeah, we got those little teases of X-Men and then we got Spider-Man with Sam Raimi. Then we got Nickelback making the second movie song. Holy <laughs> hero. Anyway. <laughs> well, you know, and I, and I would say with the X-Men, I think X-Men is truly uh, the, the franchise that tried to be a little bit more serious. Yeah. Like, you know, cause even with Tim Burton's Batman and the mm-hmm. two after his two, yeah. there was still a level of camp. Like you look at Michael Keaton. That's like, I'm telling you, when I watched The Flash, everybody was so excited about Michael Keaton. I was not. Mm. Well, I want no old Michael Keaton in here. Yo, he had like, the best fight scene in that movie. He though. did have the best fight scene, but like after seeing Christian Bale, yeah, and Ben yeah. Affleck, and even Rob, and I don't even like Robert Pattinson as Batman, but mm. to see the way they fought, well, I'll just say Ben Affleck and Christian Bale because they actually looked like they worked out and tried to be in Batman shape. You know what I mean? Christian Bale was lean Batman because, you know, they have like bulky Batman and lean Batman. Yeah. Christian Bale was like new 52 lean Batman, whereas Ben Affleck was like the old school. Yeah, bigger, Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns and, and like Brave and the Bold and uh, animated series kind of Batman. Mm, no, you know? no neck Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little more puffy. <laughs> Puff daddy. So, so it's uh, pushing. Uh, oh, what you going to say? Well, yeah, just real quick, real quick. But like when you mentioned Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man but to me was like right in the middle yes. of that shift from camp to 
serious. Speak right, because right after right after Sam Raimi's Spider Man run, then you got Batman Begins and Iron Man. I think the same year, and those like took superhero mm. movies. And Batman Begins was 05. Iron Man was oh eight. Mm. I thought yeah, Batman right. Begins. Okay, well, whatever. But they were very close. To it, oh, yeah. so so then it was the Dark Knight. Dark, yeah, Dark Knight and Iron Man. Yeah, yeah Dark yeah. Knight. Okay, so so Batman Begins comes out, and Batman Begins does a really good job of showing you that's and that's my that's my favorite Batman film. Um, that does a good job of showing you the origin story of Batman again, but like diving into kind of the psyche of Bruce Wayne a little bit. Mm. You know what I mean? And then with Iron Man, they do the same thing. They do a good job of showing you like how he how like how Tony yeah Tony Stark becomes right he had to go through the adversity whatever Mm -hmm. like it was really good at the beginning of the MC how I did how they did that but the problem even with any new character after that it became formulaic yeah like to the point like when everybody was talking about Doctor Strange is like the new Iron Man movie and I was like it it looks like Iron Man remix. They just took Iron Man, and I understand that the comic book, there's only so many stories you can tell. But yeah. it's like I just did not love Doctor Strange. Anyway, Iron Man and and Batman Begins to me just really was that shift toward we're going to ter- turn these comic book movies into movies that happen to be based on comic books. I also want to give a shout out to Blade because Blade. Most oh. people didn't even most people didn't even know that was that a was a Marvel character. You know what I mean? It was just and dope. Blade, yeah. Blade was just a good movie, whether it's Marvel or not. Mm. It's just a good movie. <laughs> Freaking Blade! <laughs> They're watching the remake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, they are. No, that. Oh man, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be horrible. I don't even think it's gonna see the light of day. It's gonna be one of those things yeah. in or put into a safe. Um, yeah. So would you say you know the whole superhero movie thing started with a crawl? went full sprint and it's coming kind of coming back down to that crawl. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you I know, would say that. Yeah. That formula the market is oversaturated. They, that's, mm-hmm. and it's, they did it to themselves. In my opinion, they oversaturated mm-hmm. the market. They were got greedy. It's what every great empire does though. Right. Um, they get greedy and they fall. And I think that the MCU is succumbing to that. You can't, you can't do all these things. You can't branch out in so many ways. You can branch yeah. out. You can do some different things. You can transition from one period to another, but the way like nobody wants to watch six TV shows and two movies just to get ready for whatever is getting ready to happen. I just want to go to the movies every summer and there'd be another Marvel movie that goes in line or one in the summer, one in the winter. Um, you know, something you know, as simple as that. You know, now that you bring it up like that, it kind of gives me vibes of the way comic book companies used to serialize things over too much and then have to do the reboots. Like DC did that. Marvel did it. Mm-hmm. Like it's interesting because it's more in line with the, with the properties than they've ever been because there's such a huge proliferation of it. But now it's just in different branches of media. And yeah, we got comic movies. Like that's what it is now. It's not comic books, it's comic movies. And yeah, there's still an industry there. But yeah, the the branching storylines and stuff, it's not meant to last or or really kind of stick like with the audience like that. It's just consumable, it's pulpy, you really don't stick to it, and then 
we got new properties like this that don't set the, the, the hearts and minds on fire like the way that used to. Like, I'm yeah. checked out. I haven't seen anything yeah. Marvel since, honestly, Guardians 3. And that, that was like years between the last thing I saw, which I don't even remember, but I, I took my nephew to go see it. And I was like, damn, this is not like a Marvel movie. I forgot about that. That that movie was actually- It was amazing. Yeah. A good movie. So backtracking from what I said, Loki and Guardians 3 is the best things they've put out since like 2020. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I've the the last Marvel thing I watched was and it and I and I say Marvel as an MCU. Yeah. The last MCU thing I watched was probably Spider Man uh No Way Home with my family. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was okay. It, yeah. it was, I was like, okay, so you basically saw what Sony did with Into the Spider Verse and you said, Well, we gotta do that on live action. Yeah. Cool. I'm into and this. I watched Oh, Into sorry. the Spider Verse, I like those better than the Tom Holland Spider Man. I got think I can yeah, say that. I now. can say that. And, and you know, and, and don't get me wrong, as a guy who doesn't like Spider Man at all, Tom Holland he, kills it, dude. Tom Holland does a great job. I mean, he's his his Marty McFly impression is is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm telling you, they're going to do a Back to the Future with him and Robert Downey Jr. They got to do it. Damn. Um, <clears throat> or or they or they do Rick and Morty because that's basically what Rick and Morty is. It's Back to the Future. Think Would about you, it, but uh, uh, but no. So that one was that one was okay. You know that that No Way Home, and then you mentioned like reboots and stuff. You know DC's in the middle of that, and it's funny because they're getting pissed off because fans aren't going to the movies. But we know that the Justice League is not coming back. Gal Gadot's not coming back. It's presumably we know Affleck and Cavill aren't coming back. Ezra Miller's this. Probably yeah. definitely not coming he's, back. I think he's done. So why are why are people going to go see Aquaman too? Hmm. I watch Blue Beetle because I'm a DC fan. That's part of the new universe, so that's, it is. That's it their is. branch. I enjoyed that. I actually enjoyed that. Uh, Shazam two, I like that. Even though I don't know if he's coming back. Shazam two was great. It was a little darker. I liked it better than the first one. But the whole point is, is with the Flash movie that came out in the comics, Flash is often used to reset the universe. So yeah. I don't know if they're going to do that and say, this is rip, you know, remnants of that were on this earth and they reset all this or whatever the case. But, you know, when it comes to movies, you have a lot of times one time to make a good impression. Yeah. You know, and, and, and DC, DC started in the hole. And like, as you you mentioned, man, Marvel was living high off the hog. And it's it's like switching to video games. It's like when you've had NBA 2K come up on the heels of NBA Live. Oh, you know? night and day, dude. I played I played NBA Live. There was no basketball game, but NBA Live. I remember Live. NBA Live 03 had like the coldest. It literally oh. came with the game and the soundtrack CD because yes. it had like the coldest soundtrack. I still remember NBA Live 97, I think it was, with Mitch Richmond on the cover, man. That was, that was so dope. I was like, oh, it looks just, this is peak video game. But what I'm saying is, NBA Live rested on, like EA rest, rested on their laurels. T, T, uh, TK two K came and took the crown. Yeah, they made it. They made it fun. They mm. made they made it fun, but they made the simulation more realistic. Mm. You know, to the point where it freaked out. It freaked out EA. EA went and bought the rights to secure Madden. There is no other football. Yeah, game they because they did. ESPN was coming football. up on that too. Two K had ESPN football, dude, and it was nasty. That one with To on the cover. Was oh, that was the nasty. best to me. That's like the best football game ever. Like, like it was, it was incredible. In the nineties, you had Joe Montana football. Hmm. EA was competing with itself between NCAA 
basketball and, or and football Madden. and, and, and Madden or in the NBA lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So, I mean, they had everything. So when you look at what's going on with these movies and it's like, we really don't have any competition. You guys are trying to build all these universes. Now you become stagnant. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to keep that bar. Look at star Wars, star Wars, keeping it within Disney. You know, Star Wars is is struggling with that. I always thought that Star Wars would be, be, would be better served if it ran like Star Trek, more yeah. TV shows. To me, that is the strength. And then take and take all the characters you've done from the TV show and make a movie out of that. You know, that's mm-hmm. Star Wars, and then break them back down and do TV shows. So it's just it's just it's better as long form. Good. So. The world before all these movies, we had more movies like uh, like The Shining, Eyes mm-hmm. Wide Shut. We had more Kubricks. We had more dudes like Nolan. More auteurs. You know, more auteurs. Exactly. That's a beautiful yeah. way to put that. We had more yeah. events. We had more things. We had Twister. Like Twister would never be a movie now. Nobody would want to see Twister. Uh, I still would want to see Twister. We, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have Powder. Like You remember that damn movie, Powder? Oh, my gosh. Powder. Yeah, yeah man. Like Those movies ben, are- Yeah. What's like, eating Gilbert great, man? Oh my god, yes. Like it's all in the same vein. Like exactly. Like there's a there's a string of weird movies that kind of all sticks like Forrest Gump, like stuff like yeah. that. Like we don't get those anymore. We don't get those singular stories that that create impressions on you and like help you form your persona and stuff like no, it's all about yeah. how I can make a movie to make another movie to make another movie. It's like, all about IP. Yeah. IP IP IP. You know. <laughs> Um, damn, bro, at, Gilbert, great, <laughs> dude. You, you look at you look at horror movies. These horror movies are coming out with these small budgets, and they're killing it. Yeah, they're 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 murdering these yeah. masses. Two hundred million on twenty five million. What was that one that just came out? Uh, I or, forgot the name. Uh, Friday, Friday Night, Night at Freddy's. Freddy's. Yeah, yeah. which is in the, which is an existing IP. It's terrible, and that's book. a rated. Yeah. And, and that's a PG. It's a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, it's and rated. It's blowing out. It's blowing out these blockbusters, dude. It's rated super low, but the kids love it. They like to eat it up. Oh it's man! Just, oh yeah! Yeah, they 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 love it, man. They're they're killing the game. I mean, um, what was another one? I was, I was trying to think all of a sudden of, a, of another property. You oh, you're talking about auteurs, right? You look mm-hmm. at Dune, Denis Villeneuve. That's one of the more modern guys. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, well, look at what yeah, he did he with Blade Runner and yeah. you know all that other stuff, right? But like, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite directors, uh, Zack Snyder. You know, mm-hmm. who got a lot of stuff for the thing, flat for what he did in DC. But like, he made my favorite comic movie of all time in Man of Steel. Yep. You know, they said we, after the Dark Knight trilogy, they said, we want to make Superman like that. If you listen or if you look at the direction he was given, he fulfilled his job. He yep. did what he told, he did what they asked him to do, make it more grounded. He did that. And then you go and you look at his style, his stylization he did with Sucker Punch mm-hmm. in 300. 300 was the stuff. Um, Ridley Scott's another one, dude. Yeah, I was going to say. Ridley Scott is hit or miss. But when Ridley Scott is on, that dude is on. James Cameron is still killing it. Mm-hmm. James Cameron can disappear for a decade and be like, by the way, franchise. And I developed technology. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just incredible, man. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard it's a hard place to be competitive in that space now because it's a lot of writers' rooms and a lot of things chosen by committee like like Captain yeah. Nissan. I'm still looking at her beautiful face over here, but <laughs> she's uh, beautiful. Captain she Nissan, man, girlfriend's gonna get mad at me. But uh, <laughs> hey, yeah. I can respect the beauty. I ain't got no chance. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
but, shoot, uh, your, shoot your shots, players. I'll show up in a <laughs> Nissan. I don't care. But uh, yeah, they work out the Marvelette. <laughs> or Carolette. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Carol. <laughs> don't make me call Nick down here. Yeah, dude. I don't we know just, why I got all West Coast. We have, yeah, we don't have that much of a chance for these like big Renaissance things to happen anymore in film. I think because yeah, as long as we, as there's long so as we many, have, yeah. Sorry, was like, like there's so many other avenues that you have today. Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing going for Marvel right now is their video games. Um, something I, you know, I kind of talked about earlier. Spider-Man video games, big time. They've got the Wolverine video game that's supposed to come out next mm-hmm. year. There's a, ba- a Black Panther game, a Captain mm-hmm. America game. Uh, that they're working on. And I, if it's anything like the Spider-Man franchise that Jay, they've done over the last, was that four or five years? Dude, there's nothing you can do to compare with that, except for maybe some of the animated movies that they have, but that's not even them. That's Sony. It's Insomniac. I yeah. want, I want a, I think DC has a chance to destroy every game. If they do an open world Superman game. And when I say open world, right. you go from, you go from earth to space. Like you just go up, up, have dude take cues from man of steel from visual stuff make the colors pop you know have a slow motion pull in pull out mm-hmm. dude you're fighting mongol on one planet you got dark side on another you got brainiac coming in mm-hmm. i mean you can go intergalactic you can start on earth they have I mean, that dc uh they're, they're, it was a multiplayer online game oh dc online yeah, universe no that's yeah. a that's a cheap mmo man. yeah but I, <laughs> but i'm saying like if you expounded I upon love that though. and brought it more to a um you know just more to a single line narrative like yeah. those other games like the arkham cities and the oh. and the spider-mans but you know still a universe like that though right uh, that'd be kind of cool yeah. um but i don't know marvel's got to get it together man in my opinion uh they're gonna they're gonna that's <laughs> Disney, they're Disney as a whole is gonna, but Disney's got their hand in everything now. So yeah, man, um, they're not gonna lose any money. They're just gonna shut down the Marvel park of their part of their theme park. Well, they'll they'll probably just sell off some other stuff because Marvel is still a cash cow. Um, they may have to tamp it down just a little bit, but they're gonna churn out the Marvel, the Pixar, the Star Wars. What else are we forgetting? ESPN. ESPN. Yeah, they they oh, just yeah. they're launching ESPN Bet. Um, now it's oh, something we wow. can talk about uh, at a different time, but yeah, ESPN's coming out with their whole bet, uh, a whole betting service and betting is um, blowing up, man. Yeah, it is. And they're, I was reading stuff. They have like, uh, they're redoing some of their people's contracts, uh, like the Adam Schefter's and the, the mm. Woges to where they can't use their betting service. Cause you know, you're getting all that inside information. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, yeah, uh, I ain't got to worry about Disney's pocket, but <laughs> So, oh, so no, I'm not gonna go see that movie. I'll go see it for free when it comes out on something. Yeah, I'll watch it when it's free or whatever. But so here's what I've taken away from all this. We should get a Gilbert Grape remake with Bad Bunny and a tie-in oh, game Lord. made by Hideo Kojima. I think we'll be okay. <laughs> oh boy. I think that's what I learned. Yeah, I'd play the game. I don't yeah. know about the movie. I'd definitely play the game. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So, gentlemen, <laughs> do we have free will? Ooh, answer me now. Ooh, that's a loaded question, man. <laughs> I like we to have think free will. Right into it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I like to think I do, but I also like substance and like and like structure. That's my big thing. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a question. That's uh, I mean, it's been loaded. There's uh, there are things coming about it, but this just kind of depends on: Are you more 
science based or spiritual based? Like what what where right, what right. side of the spectrum do you garner your facts from? Yeah. Um or base your life off of, um, kind of. Um and then that's that's a that's an age old question. There are things that used to be thought of magic or, or witchcraft that are just ticks in the brain now. Um we know. Mm. Well, you know, and it's like stuff is witchcraft or magic until you're able to prove it with science, you know, yeah. and that, that's how a lot of people thought back in the more, uh, in the less civilized times, you know, from a spiritual standpoint, right. Where we like to think that, or well, we're, we're, you hear, uh, you're, you read God gave man free will, right. There's that, there's that aspect, but then there are theories like, you know, we're living in a simulation, Right. And you've got other theories like reincarnate. Well, not, I guess is it a is it a theory or is it a belief? I guess it's kind of both, right? Yeah, reincarnation. Yeah, I think that's more of a belief. A belief. I think so. Now I know that I know reincarnation is not necessarily like a free will thing per se, but like you look at the way society moves. Yeah, and you sure you're free. So my 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 former teammate and I spoke about this. But like, he always said, none of us are really free. I mean, look at that. You got money. You need money to do everything. Mm -hmm. Before society was organized and before paper money, before we we could just inflate paper money, before the gold standard, you know, there was barter, you know, and then we introduced currency and put a value on stuff and people got greedy and said, hey, I'm willing to pay more for this, even though you can make that shirt. That shirt says Trey M on it. So because it's Trey M, that's a $30 t-shirt that I bought for $3. Yeah. And paid the guy who made Malaysia. it too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we're like, we are driven by trends. We are driven by word of mouth. We are driven by like, look at TV, appointment television. Mm-hmm. You know, let's going back to entertainment for just a moment. You get these appointment viewing things, right? It's like, I have to see this show when it debuts on Tuesday at seven o'clock. We lived our lives based on that schedule. And then if you missed it, people would talk about it around the cooler, water cooler. And you'd be like, ah, don't tell me. You know, you're living your lives based upon that thing. You're told when to go to work how many hours to work, when to be with your family. You know what I mean? Mm. So I can understand why someone may think we don't have free will and why we're not free. You know, I, I, I can totally get, I, I could totally see that. I think, uh, so yeah, go for it. Go for it. <clears throat> I was gonna say, so um, this kind of is all sparked from uh, an article uh, that I, I found on uh, uh, the LA times. Um, it's about a book. Uh, called Determined mm-hmm. um, that uh, just came out. <clears throat> and basically, and I like where this book comes from because especially as Americans, free will is, it's the foundation of our our entire sociological, uh, societal system. Freedom isn't free. It's, it's not. Uh, but, you know, freedom of speech, freedom to, you know, do whatever you want to a certain spot. We thought we talked about it all in the last episode. Yep. Um, and it comes with a certain responsibility, but, yep. 
um, this book points out how really things are driven on a cellular level. Um, the neurons in your brain act a certain type of way. Um, you're driven to survive in whatever climate or environment or society that you're in. Mm -hmm. Um, and that affects the way that you operate. So whether you want to believe it or not, you have to give a portion of up, you know, up to science. Like, yeah, I have to do this because I need to survive. Is that free will? I go to work because I need to survive. I right. eat this because I need to survive or I want to feel a certain type of way. Yeah. Um, you think it like that, but really your body is just like, no, you, you need to make a change. You're, there's micro, there's process, micro processing, mm. um, you know, in your mind that makes you think about that. You really can't control those neurons firing off in your brain, telling you to do this, that, or the third. Right. Um, right. It's like uh, he he had a great uh, analogy uh, in the article, talked about how hundreds of years ago, epilepsy was seen as witchcraft. Mm. <laughs> they, they didn't know what it was. You, they would Falling burn sickness. people at the stake so the bad blood didn't carry over. They didn't understand it. Now we know that it's a neurological disease and your brain works a certain type of way. Yep. Um, and that's the reaction to it. And he feels that as we continue to understand and learn those things, uh, all of our our free wills, you say, all of the things that we do can be broken down into that. Uh, we'll understand why we do things at a more neurological level that will kind of just blow the fog away that hmm. makes us think that we have free will. I find that very interesting. Hmm. Um, it's a trip to me, really. It's like, man, it's like, you're crazy, but that makes sense uh, a little bit. Like, you know, I can't control what my brain does. Yeah. I know that there are habits that I have um, that are are pre-wired. You can fight some things to change some things. You can make a decision. But why are you making that decision to change the way you operate or little thing, you know, how much you drink or how you uh, lose weight or, you know, what you eat. You're making those changes because something in your body is telling you. Yeah that a change needs to be made. Is that free will? Is that chemistry? Is that biology? That's interesting. I, I, I that's, that's really interesting. Cause like we've always just did the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Eat, mm -hmm. drink, sleep, because we feel, I mean, that's what we need to do. It's mm -hmm. a compulsion. Yeah. 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 It's an instinct, right? It's natural. So to tie that to free will mm. is, 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 I'll be honest. I think it's a bit of a stretch. I can kind of see where they're, they're coming from, but it's, it's, I don't know. It's, that's just, that's kind of weird. I never thought about it like that. So that's why I guess my natural inclination is just to be like, eh, I don't know about that, but I was reading in psychology today. They're talking about everybody knows Freud and this other guy, Skinner. I'm not familiar with Skinner. You know, there are two philosophers who don't agree on much, mm. But in, I quote, one thing they did agree on was the human behavior was determined by influences within or outside the person. Freud mm -hmm. talked about unconscious conflicts yeah. as causes of behavior. And Skinner talked about environmental contingencies. But either way, we were not free to decide. So I think what what 
Freud was talking about is kind of where you're coming from, yeah, right? Exactly. Unconscious conflict, uh, un- unconscious stuff. And then Skinner talking about environmental stuff. It's kind of like conditioning. When you talk about environmental stuff, mm-hmm. you know, you react to the world around you. I got to get this because this is a hot thing. Right. I got to get an iPhone because I don't want to be the green message guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, <laughs> right. yeah, I mean, exactly. So, it, you know, and then here, so, okay, that's a perfect example, right? Because yeah. now we talk about free will again, right? And, and we talk about product placement, you know, Apple will tell you, hey, if you don't want to have a green bubble, green bubble, Let's get an iPhone. Yeah. It's a symbol of, it's a status thing, right? You're like, mm, yeah. it's cultural. I got this thing that you don't, it's cultural. It's very much cultural. It's the environment that you're around that can drive some of those things. Now, when you talk about the purpose of why we're here, well, I mean, that's, that's just levels. That's, that's layers. I don't even want to get into it, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> where we end up. What do you think, Carr? That's where we end up chasing our own tail when we get to those big, big things. But yeah. I was going to ask, like, do you guys ever feel like your inner dialogue is just trying to explain the processes of your body that can't talk to you, that cannot talk to Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, there's a way you tell yourself in your head, I'm hungry, because you feel the mm-hmm. feeling, but you ultimately talk to yourself to, hey, man, we're kind of hungry. You got like I a- need to eat. Yeah, you got like a, like a snack or something. Like, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a very subtle thing, and it may not even be- like uh, humanize into words or anything, but there's like a certain dialogue that we keep within ourselves that kind of explains those things or why we hurt or, or why we feel good or too energized off coffee or this and that. There's like, there's things that, that are not communicated through words that our inner dialogue is showing us. And I think that's what the ego and id serve some purpose. Like there's other self-protection mm. things that it takes, but I think it serves to translate the things, the chemical process in your body that are not, something you can obviously identify or, you know what I mean? But as, yeah. in terms of free will, I mean, shoot, dude, the freest people you've met, you've met the freest people in the world. And those are the people that always quit their job that always like, that always just go for the thing that just gamble crazy, like with their lives and all that stuff. And they end up just somehow pulling through or they don't, or they do or whatever. But in a way, their compulsions for those things also traps them and it doesn't really give them free will, but it's a surface level free tell us because we'd all, we all get that into that point where we're like, damn, I want to quit my job or like, or you know what I mean? Or someone, mm. I just want to drive away and go away or whatever. But there's some people that actually do that, but in that inverse, they're trapped doing that, you know, because yeah. I'm pretty sure in their head, they're going, man, I wish I could just hold down this job or, you know, st- stuff like that. So yeah, I think it's, it's chemicals firing off and, your subconscious and your ego and your id telling you that these are the processes happening. And if you, if you choose to be more in tune with yourself, you will kind of go for the ride because I think that's what, what, what good inner harmony is. It's just letting things sit and be and letting yourself go for the ride. Cause the freest people truly objectively are like the monks that can meditate and turn their brains off. Cause that's when they throw all that out the window. They just let their body just be a machine that's idling Mm. And those are the ones that shed the world, shed the the urges, all that stuff. They even forego hunger. They even go against like their natural order to be able to find that kind of thing. But that's an extreme that not a lot of people go through. And then only they can only they can understand what they're putting themselves through to be able to see what that crazy ob- ob- objectivity of the universe is. And yeah, that depersonalization thing. That's that's when you 
gain freedom, but you also lose yourself in the process. But yourself is the thing that that is like your lack of freedom. That's a that's your you know. Yeah, you is yourself. No, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like you are you, and yeah, at the end of that, like you can trap yourself or you can free yourself. You you mentioned uh, like that inner dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, KRS One, the hip hop artist, one of the pioneers, mm-hmm. you know, or one of the greats. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. He uh, he was do- he was talking. I think at a school convention, some it, it, it almost looked like a classroom setting, mm-hmm. and he's talking about spirituality and like you know 3D, 4D, all this other stuff. And then I, I I'm sorry, guys, I have to find it, but I'm gonna probably grossly paraphrase this thing but getting down to the point he says you know think about your voice like talk listen to your voice okay you know what you sound like right now don't talk think about something he said you hear your voice he said you you Mm. hear your voice he goes what is that what is that is that a soul like what is that you know, and I, and I know that sounds kind of like it almost actually kind of sounds stonerish. <laughs> what is that, man? But, that? but but seriously though, it's like you know what what is that? You know, you talked about that voice in your head telling you, you know, let's let's eat. It's funny because sometimes I have you know we have choices, right? I'll go to to my pantry or the fridge or whatever, and I'm like, I'll just stare blankly, and I just hear. Get an orange. Yeah. Right? And do you ever feel like sometimes when you go against what you hear and hear, it's not it. even just with food, just yeah. the, the actual decision that you make, mm-hmm. when you go against it, a lot of times it's, you're wrong. Yeah. It happens to me a lot. Yeah. It's like, if I don't listen to it, I'm just like, nah, 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 I, I want that banana. Right? Mm-hmm. Orange. And I eat the banana, I'm like, oh, that wasn't that satisfying. Yeah. I should have eaten the orange. Or- Man, I really should have trusted myself and gone in this direction because now I'm stuck in traffic. Yeah. Or or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But and these are very very small examples of that of whatever that is. But <clears throat> applying that to society and choices that we have, um I, I was in that same article I I read um by Psychology Today, they talked about um what we call free will is really just events whose causes we don't understand. And then they raise the question. um, So is there any hope for free will or are we really controlled by our biology and our environments? Going back to what you were talking about, Trey, Mm -hmm. it's, I I implore anybody and we'll put it, we'll actually put it in the show notes. We've said that multiple times and have it. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, but I, th- I thought this article was interesting because it it's really breaking down free will very scientifically as yeah. opposed to like just, you know, the feel or the, you mm-hmm. know, the go with it. Kind the of psychology deal. behind it at least. Um, yeah. And I, you know, that, that voice that you're speaking to, you know, get the orange, like is, is that, that's your brain, right? Yeah. That's your brain. Those are neurons in your brain that are pushing you in, into a direction. Why are they, why are they pushing you there? That's I, the question. That's the unanswered question that people really don't have a solid grasp on as of yet. No. Um, 
what happens when we answer that though? What right. turns into what does society turn into when you answer that? No matter what you do or think you want to do, um, all of your thoughts, prayers, hopes, and dreams and actions are just preconditioned neuron uh, pathways in your brain. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What, what what happens to people when you put that through? What's up, dude? So that's interesting. You bring that up in the real, in the original version of Blade Runner. It's a book by Philip K. Dick called Do Androids mm-hmm. Dream of Electric Sheep? They touch on that. Mm-hmm. They have like a mood organ. It's just some little alarm clock that sits on their bed stand and then they, they dial in what they want to feel and it just automatically yeah. programs them to feel bliss or, or even some people just mm-hmm. use it to feel sadness in the beginning of that book. Like it's strange. That's for the replicants, right? It's for, I think it's for just the people because it starts with like a couple, okay. right? Like it starts with like, it starts with people that aren't in the movie. And, mm. and I think even Deckard like has one because he likes to feel certain ways in certain moments. And I guess, yeah, I guess we're not talking about if he's a replicant or not, but, <laughs> but I think in this world, there's like, there's a doohickey that anybody can catch onto and they could plug in and then they could feel sad if they want to feel sad. They can feel great. If they want to feel great, they can, they can do all that. But yeah, what if, what if that's just the mechanism that we haven't discovered? That's just information that whenever we do have that, we just press that mood organ and we could feel the things we, we, we choose to want to feel. Mm. Yeah. That, is that free will? That's interesting. I don't know. It, it's funny. You talked about like, see, now you're kind of taking me down that path mentally, uh, Dre, when you were talking about when you answer that, that voice in your mm-hmm. head, you know, is that your body? Like, do you already know what you want, but you're trying to tell yourself you don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's your body's way of already saying like, dude, you already knew when you came down here, you wanted the orange. I'm just telling you. Yeah. Like, is the message taking a second to get from point A to point B to, you know, to, to vocalize what you already want? Yeah. But you're like, hmm, I'm just going to stare blankly. Get the orange. I think in real time, we have to, we have to process <laughs> these things because our body is, is made of checks and balances like that because we want to stay alive, right? Like, there's survival mechanisms in place. So I, I think it just has to... Like in that microsecond that your body does decide it needs something, it has to go through the rest of it and has to talk to the talk to the rest of you to be able to come up with that final decision. Because I think there are checks and balances. Because you will not run off a cliff. Like, that's one thing. Like, know, with yeah, but that's that's a survival instinct. Yeah. That's but you can. People do. Yeah, people, people jump do. off of cliffs and jump off of bridges. Yeah, people break um, that. So, yeah. uh, well, that takes a level of commitment too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you have to be. Uh, uh, our love and respect go out for those who have lost anyone close to them who has taken their own lives. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to preface, I want to preface that because, you know, that's like when I think about that situation, the suicide, like I don't, I personally, I, I, I couldn't do it. I think the only way I could put myself in that kind of harm's way is I don't have to think, I don't think about it like suicide. It's like saving my kids yeah, or my that. wife yeah. or sacrificing you know, yourself in that for one of you that. guys. Yeah, right. You know, that. it's like, Oh snap. Hey, I jump in front of a car for you. Yeah, like, it's, you like, it's like, it's like, yo, Trey, huh? <laughs> you know, and I push you out of the way because I'm trying to save your life, put myself in harm's way. But like for those who are just like, you know, today's the day, whatever yeah. oh. that thing is, you know, what is, and we're now we're diving into a whole other, scope of scope of scope of this but you know I, I wonder what that is that that trigger or 
conversely, that valve that's just released, right? It's just like, no, pressure's off. Go for it. Yeah. So I'll rescind. And according to uh, my fault. No, it's all good. I'll just rescind what I said because, like, impulsively, that's something we're mostly programmed not to do, but it doesn't fall for everybody. What were you going to say, Trey? I'm right. Uh, so one thing they talk about in that article um, is the LA times article. Yeah. The LA times article mm-hmm. um, about the, uh, uh, the book determined uh, I'll get the, the author's name in a minute. Um, but there there's, there's a line in there that is controversial to me and it, it makes me feel a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. And they say, you have to think of the person who does a, a heinous act like a, like a mass shooting mm-hmm. um, in the same light that you think of somebody with epilepsy. Cause it's all neurological and mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's all, and again, I don't want to get mm-hmm. into that kind of uh, talk about it. We did but, touch about touch on that a little bit but, last time. You know um, it's, it's a neurological impulse, you know, it's not free will. It's just the way that they're biologically wired. Um, and I think a lot of the other things we were just kind of talk about, how do you cross that scope? How are you biologically wired? Well, I'm not wired to take it to such an extreme, but I'm wired to jump in front of a moving bus for my kid, or I'm wired to, you know, this, that, or the third. Um, that's the, the fascinating part of this for me. Um, I'm not here to find an answer or have you guys make any type of answer with this, you know, topic. Uh, but I just find it fascinating that we don't even know, we don't yeah. understand um, the inner workings of ourself. Um, and as somebody who just struggles sometime, dude, it's America, right? You want to have it all together. Um, and when you don't, right. it's a struggle. Yeah. Um, th- th- that feeling that I get, it gives me some relief to understand that, you know, maybe I'm thinking of these things because of the way that I'm, neurologically wired, not because I'm just a a failure or I'm just an overthinker or I'm just a perfectionist. Um, I'm just wired that way. I don't have really any control of it. There are, of course, there are going to be parts of your life that you can control aspects that you can, you can set an alarm. You can go to bed at a certain time, but for somebody who for his entire life, I'm nocturnal. I am. I am somebody who, does not like to wake up early. I don't care what time I go to bed. If I have to wake up at five or 6 AM, I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to be energized about it, but 10 o'clock hits. I can be as tired. I can have a whole day, 10 o'clock hits mm. and I'm ready to go for the entire night because I'm wired that way. Yeah. Mm. You live at night. I, I do. <laughs> I'm just wired that way. I always have been since I was a kid. Um, mm. What what is that? What like what is that to free will? Like yeah, I I I went to, I woke up at seven o'clock this morning. I had to be to work by eight. I didn't want to. I had to. Is that free will? That's you know control, what what is controlled by the system in place. But it yeah. my body wasn't you know yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, agreeing to it, but I had to do it. So what common ground is there, and what differences are there? Yeah, dude. not to be a plug for intermittent fasting, but you know that's that's kind of there to a certain degree. You're overriding your body with your mind. Yeah. You know, we've been conditioned to, you know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And breakfast is just the name for food that we eat in the morning, mm-hmm. typically. To start but our day. That, like, think about it. You know, you have breakfast for dinner. 
That's just dinner. You're having eggs and pancakes for dinner. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. we've associated with that kind of food with a certain time of day. I'm saying this is because, you know, my eating window strictly for since July up until the beginning of, no, the middle of October or toward the end was strictly, I'm not going to eat before 12 for the most part. Now I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, I've got a grasp on what my body can do. Yeah. And I can shift that window because if you're replicating what our ancestors did getting up, they got up, there was no pantry. Maybe they might have been able to save some leaves and some berries and things to snack on for the little ones, right? And if there's any left, like like leftover meat, they didn't have refrigerators. Yeah. You know, you kill a jaguar or a, or a pig, you, you slaughter it, you, you, you feed the tribe with it. And then it's like, all right, got to go out and do it again. Mm-hmm. Just spend the energy. It. Yeah. Right. So you get to a certain point in your mind where you go into predator mode, not as in <laughs> with, with, you know, heat vision, but predator mode, like, okay, I've, yep, I've gone so long. I've gone so long without eating that I've now have to start getting in the survival mode and focus on getting food or I will not survive. Mm. So that's why I say predator mode. It's really survival mode, right? That's instinct. That's, that's neurons instinct. in your brain. Right. Telling right. you to go do that. Right. right. So now you're focusing differently. You know, you're humming. You're like, oh, I got to get it. I got to get it. And then when you break that fast, break, breakfast, breakfast, <laughs> you break that fast. That's the most, it's the, <laughs> it's the most important meal of the day in a sense, because it's the first one you eat yeah. and it's the foundation for the rest of your day. So like when I eat in the morning, I try not for my first meal. I try not to have too much sugar, yeah. you know, things like that. Now I'm not going to get into all this health stuff. That's not my point. But my point with bringing that up as an example is you're using your body, you're using your mind to help override certain aspects of your body and certain aspects of things that you've been told you need to do. Mm. That's that conditioning that you're trying to break. Now you're now for me, I've customized, I figured out what works for me eating wise. I realized, yeah, I don't actually have to eat that much during the day. You know, when it comes to the trends we were talking about, societal norms and pressures, and it's like, you know, get the phone that you want. Eat the orange if you want to. You know, mm-hmm. listen to listen to your heart in your mind. You know, if you gotta survive. To, to you got you, you got to go to the to the job at nine o'clock in the morning. You're getting up at seven. You, that's not your natural inclination, but because of the the pressure to take care of yourself and your family, and I say pressure, but you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Because it's what you, it's what you need to that do so. it's to survive pressure. to survive in the modern world. It's what you do, even though that is not natural for you. Mm-hmm. So and that, that that that's this that was pretty cool, man. I I, I love that perspective from you because it's like. Do we have free will? I'm, I'm going to answer my own question. I think I think it just depends on how you're looking at it. Yeah. You know, because you're free to not work. You're free to not get health care. You're free to not go to school. You're free to, well, to a certain degree, you're free to not go to school. That's still that pressure. But once you're 18 years old, for the most part, free to do whatever you want. Now, you're not going to survive comfortably. But you have the freedom to do certain things. And comfort is what you make it. I mean, the homeless, the homeless people, 
out there. They're they're kind of free. Kind of. I saw a dude with a double wide tent. <laughs> it's got two rooms in oh, there, man. What, a couch? <laughs> oh, a couch in a bedroom and a kitchen. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? He said, I'm surviving. <laughs> I think uh, it's a crazy question, though. Yeah, What's up? <laughs> it is a crazy question. It's a crazy idea to, to like ruminate on. But that's that's what we do here, right? It's good. That's what we do, man. Yeah. Uh, our listeners out there, thank you once again. Keep the feedback coming. I'm not going to give you all the handles for the show, but I will say that you can find Mr. Trey M at Marshall on Mike's three on IG. Is that the same for the X? Uh, it's just Marshall on Mike's for the X. Word up. And then Mr. Uh, Carr, who is now ticking and talking and hipping and hopping. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on TikTok. You? you can find me at Wavy Carr. That's Carr with two R's. I love it. Yes, sir. Look at him. He's on social media. He did it. I feel like something has been accomplished. China. No. (laughs) (laughs) Then you can find me at uh, all things, man. He can talk because I can talk and I can talk a lot. And we went into overtime today on this here show. So thanks for sticking around a little longer than normal, uh, especially as of late. It's been a good one, guys. I love this topic. Let us know. How y'all felt about this? We love y'all. Take care. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. Peace.